This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I'm Rita Hubbard, the NFL Chick, co-host of the Glid and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan. With my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Cordell, the Ravens are coming off of their bye week back to business to end the stretch of the last five games of the NFL season for the Ravens. And they host the Los Angeles Rams this weekend, who has kind of resurged. I think this is a team that many of us thought that you know, might have been a gimme at one point, but lo and behold, they've won three straight and they've put themselves back into a playoff push for the NFC, ironically. Yeah, they have. I mean, and, uh, you know, we talk a lot about these last final uh, games for the Ravens in the season, how tough they are. I think the Rams is a good it's a good test, you know, coming out of the bye, getting ready yeah. for the rest of these opponents. They're not on the same level of the Niners. They're not on the same level as the Dolphins right, right. now. But, you know, it's a nice tune-up, you know, to come back off the bye, get prepared, get your your back home as good as it's at home, um, and you'll be going up against a team that still has something to play for, you know, and yep. I, I, I think that's good. They'll be able to face a team that, is playing with a level of desperation right now. Like you mentioned, they've turned their season around a little bit. They're winners of three straight. Um, and I, I do think, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like I think the Rams are Super Bowl contenders or they're as good as the team, you know, that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But right. they do have some some good pieces out there. And I, I, I don't think that this will be a situation where the Ravens will come in sleepwalking. I, I would like to hope not um, that they don't anyway. All right, let's start with the Ravens offense against the Rams defense. So this is one of the stretches that I've had concerns with because they're going to start playing guys with elite talent um, and pass rushing or on the defensive line. And we start with Aaron Donald against, you know, he is a defensive tackle. Um, and so you kind of hope that, okay, well, this situation might be a little bit different in the sense of like, well, he's playing against the interior linemen, uh, potentially as opposed to the tackles who have struggled. But my concern about that is that Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald, which means that potentially there's going to be a lot of double teaming, which is going to leave a lot of ISOs, uh, for this offensive line to deal with. And so that is something that, um, I'm curious to see how this is going to go because the tackles have been the story. Um, the past couple of weeks, they've struggled. And I think that that's, you know, not something that 
Um, it, I'm saying out of the realm, it's definitely something we've all seen. So how are they going to be able to um, handle this situation after dealing with the adversity that they've dealt with the past few weeks? Yeah, look, I mean, without question, like you said, the the tackles have got to be better um, yeah. than, than what they've been. And specifically, you know, you look at Ronnie Stanley and his play to this point in the year, it hasn't um been up to his standards. I don't think it's been up to anybody's standards if if we're being honest. And um I, I you know like like you said Aaron Donald is suspect number one. He he's the guy that you have to look at. Now the good thing is they're facing a team in the Rams that are in the bottom half of the league, bottom third of the league really at getting to the quarterback. So yeah that's that's the good thing. But you can't, they, they have a game record in Aaron Donald. So he's the one that you have to kind of lock in on. Not to say that nobody else matters. They do have other guys uh, out there, but as a team, they don't get to the quarterback and Aaron Donald is the one guy that you do know can wreck the game, not just by getting to the quarterback, but he could get to the ball carrier as well. He's a guy that's known to tackle the football. He's looking to make impact plays, game changing plays. So that's, that's priority number one. Take Aaron Donald out the game as best as you can. And look, I think the elements um, on Sunday may end up kind of dictating how this game is played. And yeah. really, that may be advantage Ravens. You know, if the if the wind is really swirling out there, if it's raining the way that they're saying that it uh, is supposed to, if it ends up being a little chillier than they than they said, I mean, this could turn into one. Rain, ninety percent chance of rain yeah. up to looks like end. it will. So yeah, so that's nasty business right there. Mm-hmm. You know they play in a dome, right? I can't expect them to be too comfortable with right. what's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and, and and with the Ravens being at home, um, coming off the bye, they should be fresh. They for the most part have been fresh. Uh, Rashad Bateman was the only one not in practice earlier this week, and that was due to an illness. Um, but outside of that, they, they seem like they are getting uh, – they're trending in the right direction health-wise. So, look, offensively for the Ravens, it's all about consistency. I feel like we talk about that every week, but it is the Achilles heel of this offense. We've seen them be able, be able to put together a couple of good plays here and there, but it's like it only takes one negative play – to impact their drives too often. Yep. They haven't been yep. able to recover from a drop pass, a fumble, yeah. a penalty, a bad snap. It just seems like one negative thing and the offense kind of goes haywire. So um, hopefully, you know, especially down the stretch, understanding what's in front of them, understanding, you know, that they control their own destiny when it comes to the one seed. Um, they They are locked in and ready to go. I think that they are going to run the ball a lot. And we've talked a lot about Keaton Mitchell and what his role could be. Would not shock me if this is, I've said all along, I think it'll be, you know, in terms of, uh, in, in terms of opportunities in the backfield, I think it'll be based primarily off of game flow. And this could be one of those types of games where uh, Gus Edwards is kind of the guy back there, the yeah. bad elements wanting to yep. kind of hold on to the lead and stuff like that. I I could really see this being a Gus Edwards type of game, but um, the Ravens are going to have to throw the ball at some point. Um, you know, I don't know if we, the down the field passes will happen this week. 
what do we consider from the tight end situation? What do what do you think that we should expect from second game since mm-hmm. Mark second full game right. minus Mark Andrews? Right. Um, you know, what we saw Isaiah likely early and he did well, and then he kind of disappeared in the second half. Do you mm-hmm. think that there will be a little bit more consistency at the tight end position? I, I, honestly, I think that's kind of how it'll be, you know, with all these guys. You, we could talk about that same thing with guys like, you know, uh, uh, Rashad Bateman or Zay Flowers at times. It's like, you know, we see Zay, and then I don't know, you know, you look up and it's like, where's Zay at? Like, I haven't seen Zay get a catch in a while. Like, I just – I think that's a byproduct of the way that the offense is. They're just going to spread the ball around to everybody. And when you get your opportunities, you have to take advantage of it because you don't know when the next time you'll get a ball thrown to you. Um, But in terms of likely, look, he had the four catches for 40 yards against the Chargers. I expect him to be just as involved again this week. It may not show up in the box score, but he's going to play a lot. And I do think that they'll do a lot more. I'm curious to see what types of personnel they come out with in this game do they look to spread it out a little more and maybe use uh likely more in the slot sometimes and as opposed to being the end line tight end we'll see but i do think as the season goes on they're going to they're they're not going to use him the way that they use mark andrews and not just in the receiving game even in the blocking game as well because mark andrews is you know the better of that group in terms of in line blocking just as a blocker in general um, Isaiah likely it, it, that's not a strength of his being an inline blocker out in space. You put him out there against a corner or something like that. He could do something, but you, to ask him to block a DN or to ask him to block an outside linebacker in line, I, I just don't think that's a benefit for them. So I am curious to see how they go about deploying what different ways they go about deploying him. Yeah, I, I would love to see the Ravens, you know, if you if, the, if there's situations where you see, you know that there's pressure, finding a way to get the ball out fast, finding a way to neutralize these types of situations, because it's something that you're going to need to do down the stretch anyway, so you might as well get started now. Might as well get the practice on, finding a way to, um, you know, if Lamar it doesn't have a whole lot of time in the pocket, well, what are you going to do to fix that? And so if you find yourself struggling um, with what it is that they're doing, and I, look, I heard what you said about their defense and their pass rush. You know, sometimes statistics will say one thing and then turn around and it'll be something completely oh, different sure. against the Ravens. Sure. You know, we knew, you know, Joe Mixon going into that Bengals game, they had struggled with running the ball. Then all of a sudden they were running mm-hmm. the ball. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that'll be interesting for me to see. So if they do get in some duress situations, what are you going to do to handle the duress? And that's something that I, I think I look forward to in that regard. But ultimately, I, go ahead. No, I was, I didn't know if you was about to wrap it up, but I, I was just going to say yeah. real quick because you mentioned Lamar and the pressure. I, I'm curious to see how much Lamar gets involved in the running game, not just this game, but going yeah. forward the rest of the Moving season. Forward, I, yeah. I, I would imagine Lamar's legs are going to be a bigger focal point of the offense. Yeah, it, def- it definitely, definitely feels like these are the situations in where you would see him start using his legs mm-hmm. more because of the pass rushes that they're going to be facing moving forward. So the Rams will be the first game. And again, this is the type of game. If it's going to be raining the way that they're saying it's going to be raining, Cordell, then this might be the, the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I agree with you. I do think that this is something that Gus will definitely be involved in. Probably a, a, a sloppy tight end situation. Maybe you'll see a lot, some Pat Ricard play going on. Um, but 
Uh, obviously, the weather conditions are going to play in terms of what it is that the Ravens are going to do moving forward. And so we'll talk about what they're going to do on defense coming back here on Winning Drive. All right, so let's flip the script and talk about the Ravens defense, who is played, obviously, I mean, they are the the, the talk of the town around here uh, against the uh, St. Louis Rams offense. Now, we know that this offense has played well in the past few weeks. Um, you've seen guys like Cooper Cup and Nakua, you know, really just coming along. Matthew Stafford has played well. Um, it feels like that offensive line has gotten better um, during this three-game win streak for them. But I believe um, Nakua, he did he was very limited in practice. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Um not sure if he's going to be playing on Sunday, but there were, you know, talks that he might be a, a game time decision in terms of that. So when you watch this Rams um, offense, that has kind of found a way of resurging because they did what they needed to do against the Browns. Now, Cordell, I don't know if that's just because the Browns are kind of like we are our, our wins are out of our sails a little bit with their quarterback situation because you know. They, Although Flacco did play well in the first half, you know, the second half kind of went the way that it did, but it was a back and forth game essentially the whole time. So this Browns offense that we once thought was like extremely dominant really struggled against this Rams offense. And now the Rams are playing the real defense <laughs> in the Baltimore Ravens here because they ain't slacking the way that the Browns defense did last week. So this is an interesting matchup. And I, I, Got to foresee them putting a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford to make sure he's not accurate, right? Oh yeah, I would. I mean, that's that's a big part of what the Ravens like to do. And on the flip side, it, it's going to be a great chess match. It is. I, you know, we've talked a lot this season about the coaching job that Mike McDonald has done this year, and it's been phenomenal. Um, but you know, he's going up against Sean McVay, one of the top offensive minds in this game. I'm, I'm as a football nerd. I, and I and I've I've always been a huge fan of Sean McVay and just what he's been able to do, not just with the Rams, but even in the past, his offenses. He he just it's like popcorn. It's just really fun to watch his offenses play. So I am curious to see what happens in this game because the Ravens have been so great at limiting the big plays, and the Rams are one of those teams that gets the big plays, especially through the air. This is a heavy play action type of team, and so they've got two receivers who could be number one guys, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, and look, both of these dudes are warriors. That's one thing we've learned about these two guys this year because you mentioned Puka Nakua being on the injury report with the shoulder injury. He's been on the injury report all year, all year. Valid, both of them, both of them have. And Puka hasn't missed a game. And Cooper, he's he came, you know, he got a late start to the season dealing with that uh hamstring. And he hurt his he hurt his ankle a couple of weeks ago. Still hasn't missed a game since that ankle. So both of those guys are going to be out there. May not be at a hundred percent, but they will be out there. And it's just they they put so much stress on the defense because you know they're going to be doing those deep crossers and and as soon as you start to lock in on those two guys here comes Tutu Atwell getting over the top of the defense so I I, I think the Ravens defense will be tested on the back end 
in more ways this game than they have to this point in the season. I don't I don't know if they I get that they faced a team like the Bengals who have multiple guys, but T. Higgins and hasn't been there, or it's been Joe Burrow not fully hurt or fully healthy. It's just always been something with that Bengals offense to where you haven't been able to get their full punch. I think this Rams team is is the one team that you know has the weapons to kind of stretch that defense out a little bit on the back end. So I do think the Ravens will depend on their pass rush probably more than they have in the past. The pass rush has been a real luxury for them this year because they're covering and and look, the coverage and the pass rush goes hand in hand. So while I'm about to praise the, the, the secondary understanding the cover, the the pass rush plays a hand in that, but I, I do think we'll get to see how good this secondary really is this week because uh, Matthew Stafford will try to get, I mean, they know the Ravens are getting after the quarterback. They see it. I've heard some cuts from Sean McVay, you know, where he's kind of hinted at the fact that they're going to try to get the ball out their hands quick. And look, I, that's everybody's game plan against the Ravens. Right, they're not, as it they're should not be, really right? getting the, the will. Exactly. They're not going to that's be trying something to I've been begging Todd Munkin to do, quite frankly. Right. So they're right. and, and I And I think that's what every, every offense ideally wants to do that, to your point. It's actually being able to you know on right, a consistent right. basis that's that's going to be the difference um but i am very intrigued by that matchup with the pass with the uh rams passing game versus the ravens pass defense on the flip side as well kyron williams is one of the more intriguing guys on that team as well because ever since this dude, he, had, he, he he didn't have as dominant of a day against the uh, the Browns last week. Still a pretty decent game, but he he tore the Cardinals a new one the week before, and that's after he had missed what about four or five games uh, before that. So I, I think he's another one that you got to watch out for. He's really good, obviously in the run game, a speed guy, but also runs stronger than he looks. But he also helps a lot in their passing game. So guys yeah. like Patrick Queen who's had to tackle these running backs in space all year. He and Roquan are going to have a busy day, um, especially if Stafford is trying to get the ball out of his hands. He's going to look to the Kyron Williams. We'll see if Tyler Higby plays in this game. Yeah. He got hurt last week as well. Yeah, he's um, but, report, right, yeah. he's he, he, he's a, a, a person to watch this week. But they have just so many intriguing pieces. And Tutu Atwell, he's going to make these safeties play honest. He's going to force Arthur Millette and, and Kyle Hamilton, whoever's guarding him in the slot. They're going to have to show their speed in this one because that dude can run and he is their big play guy. When they lure you to sleep by throwing to Cup and Puka Nakua a thousand times, here comes Tutu Atwell for his three or four targets a game, but at least half of them are going to be 30 yards down the field. <laughs> no, hopefully it will not be and success anyway against this Ravens defense. I do think it is important that to say that I, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Cordell, but when I look at um, the quarterbacks that have really had success against the Ravens, it's been guys that have been able to move, mm-hmm. you know, guys that really use their legs. You know, Sean Watson had a lot of success in that game. Um, you're, you're, they're guys, you know, uh, Josh Dobbs in the Cardinals game was able to move around. Guys that are typically in the pocket type dudes, um, like Justin Herbert, although he did break off that 30 yard mm-hmm. run, but that's not who Justin Herbert really is, tend to struggle against teams, um, against defenses like the Ravens or the Ravens defense specifically. So 
I I find solace in the fact that, you know, Matthew Stafford can move around, but that's that's not his MO. And he's older. You know, Matthew right. Stafford got drafted in what 2009. He ain't out here trying to, you know, be running around and doing all those types of things. So I think that to me, the biggest plus out of this is when the Ravens find themselves facing a quarterback that you know, for the most part, is maintaining themselves in the pocket. They have the best success. I, and this is just me in the eye test. I don't know what the numbers suggest. I, I, I did not do the research. I'm specifically telling you and everybody listening that when I watch this Ravens defense, it feels like that they bode best against quarterbacks that are not elusive, that don't really run to, you know, gain uh, first downs the way that like a Lamar Jackson or other guys or Patrick Mahomes can do. So to me, that's the, the biggest advantage for them. And then putting themselves in positions, obviously, where they're able to rush the passer, but they have so much good depth down the field. Hopefully you get a guy like Marlon Humphrey back who did participate fully in practice um, with his injury then, and they're able to hold their own against their guys. So then no one, so then now you're getting the sacks because no one is open. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like that this is probably the best situation that the Ravens defense can be in because Stafford is just not as mobile as the others. Yeah. I mean, and, a big reason I think that that's the case is because, um, you know, the Ravens interior, when they get, they get a lot of their pressure from the middle, um, you know, with the stunts that they're doing, some of the delayed blitzes outside of that nickel blitz, most of their pressure is coming from that middle Clowney's coming off that edge, but that's uh, to your point. I think that's why they have, um, that's why they have, I don't want to say struggled against mobile quarterbacks, but that's why mobile quarterbacks have looked better than most against them is because they get, you know, they start to get really thirsty for some of those sacks and they get out of your rush lanes, especially on the edge and you open up a crease for these guys to get out of there up the middle is kind of nowhere to go. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, that's, that you, you're right. I mean, those types of quarterbacks, um, have struggled against the Ravens and we'll see. I mean, Matthew Stafford is a, is a tale of two tapes, you know, honestly, like you, you don't know what version of Matthew Stafford you're going to get. You could get the one that throws for 4,000 plus yards every year, or you could get one that wants to just throw three to four interceptions in the game. I mean, it's really no telling what Stafford you're going to get. We'll just have to see. Hopefully the Stafford that is, that makes some irrational decisions because yeah. The, the conditions are poor and the defense is all over them like a cheap suit. That's the Stafford we'd like to see um, make some mistakes and put the Ravens in some really good situations in terms of field position. So then they can go to the, you know, win column essentially three hours later. So we'll see how that goes. Let's see if we think that the Ravens will be victorious coming up next here on winning drive. All right, Cordell. So here it is. Decision time. Uh, you know, I like to give people the DVOA stats. So Ravens still the number two team in the National Football League in total DVA. They're ranked fifth in offense, offensive rank, first in defensive rank versus the number 19 L.A. Rams, who's were uh, ninth in offensive DVOA and 19th in defensive DVOA. So. We talked about all of these things. You know, the Rams have had a three-game win streak. You know, the Ravens, although they've had some moments of 
scratching your head and that they find their way victorious somehow in any way. Um, well, the Chargers aren't a good team. So that's how it's not so somehow anyway. The Chargers weren't going to win that game. They're not good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, but ultimately, you know, they, and they also won against the Bengals. So they have a, a little mini win streak of their own that they can uh, be proud about. So with the weather conditions being what they are, it's going to be 60 degrees, they're saying. But it is supposed to be a 90 percent chance of rain. Um which, you know, again, L.A., they say it never rains in Southern California mm-hmm. and they play in a dome anyway. So even if it did, they typically don't have the luxury of playing in bad weather. So how do you see this game ending? Currently, the Ravens are seven point favorites against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, um, this is a this would be a curious one. Um, I, I I think the Ravens are obviously the better team, but we've seen in the past that being a better team doesn't guarantee you a victory. Um, I do believe that the Ravens will win this game. I, historically, after a bye, they're just almost unbeatable. You know, um, they may not play their best ball, but they find a way to win the game. So I'm going to take the Ravens uh, to win this one. I'll say the Ravens win twenty six. Uh, 17. Um, I think they end up getting probably that field goal at the end to kind of ice it, and maybe the Rams get the ball back down nine or something like that, trying to score uh two touchdowns late or two scores late. Um, but ultimately, I think the Ravens are able to c- kind of control this game for the most part. I think they continue to do a really good job limiting the big plays enough. Um, I do think that they'll force Stafford into some mistakes. I think the offense will be their typical selves. They'll have moments that, you know, they, they're able to put stuff together. And I think that they'll have a stretch to where they'll go dry again. Um, but ultimately, I think that Tucker bounces back coming out of the bye and the elements. I think he, you know, kind of still shows his, his worth. And I, I think the Ravens find a way to pull it out. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um I have them. I have a little more low scoring game. I think it's 21 13 because of the weather conditions. Um, But this is the perfect type of game for the Ravens. They're one of the top running teams in the NFL. Um, You know, so this is the perfect setup for Gus Edwards, for Justice Hill, for Keaton Mitchell, even Lamar Jackson to use their grounding um, to kind of just dictate the flow of the game in terms of time of possession, in terms of the possessions themselves, they they run the ball better than essentially anybody. And they can, this is the, the weather situation for them. This is AFC North style football. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think that um, them being able to run the way that they do is beneficial for this type of situation. Um, the Rams, I think more of a little bit more of a finesse team. I'm not saying that they don't run the ball because they do. I'm just simply saying that obviously they they like to use their guys, Nakua and Cooper, and, you know, they like to get Stafford throwing the ball. And, and Higby, again, we don't really know if he's going to play, but he I don't believe he practiced uh, on Wednesday. So uh, at the obviously Thursday and Friday's practice will give you a better idea of what it is that he's going to do. But regardless, again, this is in the rain. And they're saying at periods that there are going to be periods of heavy downfall at times. So if that's going to be the case, who's going? who do you um, pick to be the better running team of the two? Well, I'm picking the Ravens all day, every day, because that's what they do best. So um, that defense is just going to be 
doing what they do best, swarming. And I just think it's going to be probably ugly, you know, because the conditions ain't going to help. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Ravens are best suited for what it is that needs to be done in those types of conditions. So I have a lower scoring game. I think it's going to be 21-13 Ravens, but they find a way to uh, cover it's not going to – the over-under is 40. So, based on my math, I got them going under 40. But I got them to cover uh, the the minus seven with a win at M&T Bank Stadium. And for whoever is going, please make sure you got all your rain gear on. Don't bring your umbrellas because you know they will tell you that you can't bring them and they will have them outside uh, <laughs> at the stadium and people will steal your umbrellas. I had to learn that the hard way um, one of my fa- look, but also learned the hallway because one of my favorite umbrellas came from when I was leaving, and I saw a very, very nice umbrella, and I took mm-hmm. it and I had return the favor. Hey, so listen, it was like one of my favorite umbrellas too. So <laughs> cannot bring umbrellas to the stadium. Please make sure that you have on your rain suits, your rain boots, whatever that you got to do. But no umbrellas. They're not gonna let it in. Just letting you know now. So. Uh, Cordell and I both have the Ravens being victorious this Sunday. Anything else you want to add, Cordell, before we go? No, I mean, I I just think, like I said earlier, I think this is a good start to the final stretch of the season. Um, It's a good, I don't want to call it a tune-up game, but this is definitely a good game to, you know, you can't overlook this team. It's not a great team, but it's definitely not a bad team. Um, and And I think it just kind of, can kind of get the ball rolling for the, for the rest of the season. Hopefully the Ravens come out healthy because it just really is starting to feel like when you look at the NFL right now, the healthiest team is going to win it all this year. And the the Ravens right now are one of the league's healthiest teams. So they're going into the game healthy for the most part. Just make sure you get out of it the same way. Say, so I completely agree with you. So that being said, we will be back after the Ravens, I'm going to speak it into existence. Win against the uh, Los Angeles Rams. We'll be recapping that game. Hopefully it's not as bad in terms of weather as they say it is going to be. But if it is, again, make sure that you guys are prepared. Make sure that you stay dry. But also make sure that you cheer them on, hopefully to propel them into a deep run into the playoffs. So we want to thank you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend from Cordell to me. This is Winning Drive. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.